Ion 2020, episode 139. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's going on, everybody? It's Ray Eaton, the host that brings you the news and related events for the 2020 election. This is Ion 2020, and it is your source for all of the things that are going on with these candidates and their policies, positions, and everything that you would need to have conversations with your friends, have conversations with your family, and maybe even make some memes. Uh, We take a libertarian perspective around here, and that's what I do. I bring you guys the news from a libertarian perspective, making sure that these candidates are covered, their policies are covered, and so forth. So every day, Monday through Friday, I'll be doing that until the election's over with. And then from there, I might start doing some other stuff. I'm not sure. I haven't really decided yet what I'm going to do after the election, but that's plenty of time away. I think we got, what, 16, 17 months left until the election, so we're just going to plow on Monday through Friday for you, and, you know, you just enjoy the show, and hopefully uh, you'll start sending your friends over to listen to the show as well. By sharing the show with your friends, you can also uh, follow me at Ion2020 on Facebook, Twitter, and on Minds.com, Ion2020. Uh, you just actually type in I am the Empire and you'll find me there as well as I am the Empire.com as a website. So share with your friends and go ahead and give me a five star rating and review after you subscribe to the show. All right. Um, I was listening to throughout the day yesterday, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts on the Sunday shows, right? So every Sunday I have all the podcasts downloaded to my, to my, to my podcatcher. And from there, I'll go ahead and listen to Fox News Sunday, MSNBC's Sunday show, CNN's Sunday show, ABC and CBS, they have their Sunday Sunday shows as well. So I'll sit there and listen to them all. Believe it or not, I do. I just listen at two times speed just to make sure that I listen to them just to see what the newsmakers are saying because those are the shows that are going to have kind of the headliners for the week. Unless Donald Trump sends out a tweet like he did on Sunday where he's saying something about, you know, these congresswomen should go home to the countries that they come from and stuff, then that makes all the news. So that, that's pretty much it. But and so those Sunday shows are where the newsmakers are going to be on. And you get the candidates nowadays that are going to be on there as well. And Bernie Sanders was on one of them. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is Bernie Sanders interview. You know that he says all the same things all the time. That's what he does. He just says the same things over and over again. And it works for him because he has a message and his message is the rich are too rich and the poor are getting poor and the, um, you know, the, in the richest country in the world, we should not have people that are suffering and dying and, dying in the streets and people making less than 15 an hour and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the same things that he always says. You hear it all the time. That's just the way he is. He Nothing really changes in his message. So he was on the Sunday shows, and that's exactly what they did. They asked him questions, and he goes through the entire scenario every single time with, the uh, well, the rich are doing this and the poor are doing that, and we need to, uh, you know, in the richest country in the world, we need to do this. So 
That's what he always says. That's his that's his standard lines. And he doesn't really change too much. He stays on point. He stays on his topic. And they were challenging him and saying, "Hey, listen, um, you know, your message might be too, way too 2016. Now it's not. It's too stale." And look at Elizabeth Warren. How are you going to compete with her? She has all the answers to these things and so forth. And he said something that really stood out to me, and I wanted to talk about it today. And one of the things that he said is, is he said, when the rich start getting poorer and the poor start getting richer, that's when I'll change my message. When the earth starts healing from the catastrophe that we're leading that towards with uh, all the global warming and so forth, that's when I'll change my message. But the thing that really stood out to me is when he said, when the poor start getting richer and the rich start getting poorer. And the reason why is because, to me, he's diagnosing a problem right there, right? That the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. I do not believe that the poor are necessarily getting poorer in America because of the fact that our standard of living continues to rise. From the, It's a myth, actually, that the poor are getting poorer because look at what the poor have nowadays. We have cell phones, we have flat screen TVs. I don't think there's anyone starving in America. You never hear of anyone starving to death or anything like that. And while the wage may not go up specifically in line with inflation, the poor are getting more and more stuff. Like they're the nobody would want to switch places with somebody in 1960 right now. I don't think anybody in America, the rich would not want to would not a rich person would not want to trade places with the richest person in 1960. The poorest person in America today would not want to trade places with the poorest person in 1960. Like, there's no way that you would say that. Even the poorest person in 1980 versus the poorest person in 19 or in, in 2019. There's no way that you would say in your mind, I would switch places with that person. So the rich may be getting richer. I don't know that the poor are getting poorer, though. I'm sure there's studies on both sides that say, oh, yeah, the rich are getting, or the poor are getting poorer. And then there's other studies that'll say the poor are getting richer and so forth. I mean, there's a net value to everything, but the the fact of the matter is, is 2019, the poor are pretty darn well taken care of and doing pretty good, in my opinion. Now, also when they talk about the poor, they might talk about the bottom 1% of people being, or let's say the bottom 10% of people, that is not a stagnant group of people. That is not just like, all right, you're poor and you're there for the rest of your life. Like, there are studies that are done that show that people rise themselves out of poverty and that there's maybe 10 or 12% of them that actually stay in that bottom. Of the, of the 100% of people that are in that group, of, in that 10% of the group, 10% of those people probably will stay there. But the other 90%, 80-90% or so will actually get out of poverty and start moving towards more more towards wealth and the reason why is because a lot of those people are 18 19 year old people right that are no longer being claimed as a dependent of their parents let's say they've moved out of the house they're making twelve thousand thirteen thousand dollars a year working at a restaurant they're living with a couple of their friends and they would be considered poor in that group but that person has goals and ambitions as in moving out out of that particular class over time and there's been plenty of studies that show that. So the poor as a group, let's say the bottom 10% are way better off than they, the bottom 10% were in the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, and even in the 1990s overall in the fact that the quality of life that you have nowadays is so much better. So Bernie Sanders, he said that specifically. The poor, when the poor start getting richer and the rich start getting poorer, 
that's the thing that I want to take issue with, is the rich start getting poorer. Because he wants to take... He basically wants the his solution. I don't know what his solution is because he doesn't really talk about it. He diagnoses problems constantly, but he never talks about solutions to those problems. But I'm assuming that his solution to these problems is the government confiscating those people's wealth, essentially. Taking from the very rich, the multimillionaires and billionaires, taking from them and somehow thinking that the government is going to spend that money better or redistribute that money better, or whatever his intentions are, I'm not sure, but he wants the, he specifically wants the rich to get poorer, and I don't know where this envy is in this guy, or whatever it is, I don't know, but you don't need the rich to start getting poorer, but then again, there are things within our system structurally that cause the rich to get richer that are outside of just productive means. For example, when I say that, this is what I mean. Productive means is somebody like, let's say, Jeff Bezos, who creates Amazon.com. And over time, he builds that business into a multi-billion dollar business. It's worth billions upon billions of dollars. And he gets rich by producing something that is going to help people benefit that's going to be a benefit to people you don't even have to leave your house to get whatever you want nowadays you can listen to radio on your amazon apps you can listen to it on your alexa app a device like there's things there's products that he's presenting to people that they want services that he's presenting to people that they want and they continue to buy <clears throat> excuse me they continue to buy it they continue to use his product, they continue to use Amazon on a regular basis. Now, I'm sure that he is getting tax subsidies in his business. I'm sure over time that's happened, but let's say the very beginning of Amazon, up until let's say 10 years ago or so, he's providing a product outside of government that allows him to give people what they want, and that business starts growing and building up until the point where everyone has, everyone their mom has... Amazon Prime. Everyone gets free shipping to their house because of that. Everyone's using the radio and their TV service and so forth. And that's something that's being provided to people that they want. Let's say the business person in the in the in the local town that has a couple of different um, shopping centers or whatever. He's a real estate investor. He has a couple of shopping centers, and he's so let's say a rich person in, the, in that neighborhood. As long as they're not using the government to their advantage, I think that that is a benefit to society. As long as they're providing something that is of worth to other people. But then you get the crony side of the business that comes in. For example, Mark Zuckerberg going to Congress and sitting in front of them and saying, yeah, I'll help you to regulate us. Cronyism, protecting your business. Amazon getting subsidized for any you know tax-free properties where they're putting their distribution centers and so forth, and they're tax-free. They're using a cronious, crony capitalist system in order to benefit their business. It happens constantly within American politics that a politician will somehow get special favors granted to a large corporation because of their buying power, because of their power that they have. In that way of the rich getting richer... 
I will never go along with. I will never be okay with the rich getting richer because they use the force of government to make it happen. It happens at the local level as well, I'm sure, where somebody has a friend that's on the board, that's on the school board, that makes sure that that business gets a contract. There's that type of system that happens all the time. You have a friend that's on the county commission, and it makes sure that you get the right land grants and so forth in order to have your your property zoned in a certain direction. You have situations like um, there was a center in Nevada that knew that there was an interstate highway going through a certain area that was going to be developed. So he was able to go in there and buy a lot of that land. And his friends were able to buy a lot of that land. And then the government came in and bought that land from them. And they were able to decide basically where a lot of the where the exits would be at so that they can start selling that property off to gas stations and everything else. That's a croniest way to become rich. And I'm not for that. The rich should get poorer if that's the case. But the rich getting richer, the ones that are providing a service and a product, Bernie Sanders is wrong about that. Because when they get richer, they spend money, first of all, they also employ more people because that money doesn't just sit there stagnant, sitting in their cellar. Like they, they invest that money. It gets saved. It gets invested. It goes into other properties. It goes into other developments, other businesses, things like that. So the rich getting richer, when they're providing a service and a product outside of government, that's great. But when as soon as you step in and you try to use government force to get your way, as soon as you start colluding with the government in a cronious system... Then we're not going to go along with that. A libertarian would never agree with that. Another thing is the monetary system nowadays. For the last 150 years, we've been in a situation in the world where our monetary system is set up as an inflationary system where governments produce money, where governments produce cash for you to use, the US dollar. It's not backed by anything. There's no it's, there's no backing to that. So it's considered a fiat currency. Fiat means that it basically is not backed by anything, right? It's just there by fiat. It's there by, because the government said it has value. So we use these fiat mo- this fiat money, but over time, inflation happens. Inflation occurs by the government printing money or the central bank printing money. And then the first people that have access to that are the best, the most well-connected people to government, the most well-connected people to that Federal Reserve Bank, which typically is the banks, right? The, the banks of America, the Wells Fargo's, all of these banks, they have the first access to that money. So the bankers are able to get rich off of that money. And also all the money that you save in your bank account, if you have $100 in that bank account, they could lend that out up to $1,000. They could use that to lend out 1000 more dollars when you have that. It's called fractional reserve banking. And these banks are allowed to do that because of government. The government allows it. The government makes that part of the law. So there's lots of things that happen that cause the rich to get richer within our monetary system. Inflation helps the rich. And this is how I mean by that. If you have the first access to money, so let's say you are a business person 
who owns, you know, 17 restaurants in your area, and you're considered rich, let's say that, and you wanted to go out and you want to take out a loan to start an 18th restaurant, you're going to have an easier time doing that than the poor guy down the road. So you're able to take out a million dollar loan amortized over a 30 year period, let's say, and you take that loan out and you go out and you start that new business and you have it at 3%, let's say, let's say the interest rate on that is at 3%. So you take out a million dollars at 3% and you start your business. Over time, let's say 10 years later, inflation happens at 3% per year. So now that million dollar line of credit that you have is more in today's value and that day's value would be worth about seven or eight hundred thousand dollars so the inflation benefits the person that takes out the loan takes out the line of credit over time because the inflation adjusted price is now different so for example i take out a home loan for my house let's just use this use a number a hundred thousand dollars and over 30 years, my, like, let's, over 30 years, my inflation-adjusted income goes up to a certain amount, 3% per year, let's say. The $100,000 value of my, of, my, of my home, the home value starts going up, but the loan value of $100,000, I'm paying it 15 years later with t- that day's dollar, which has been inflated away. So, over time... I'm able to benefit from that inflation, but a poor person never has an ability to benefit from the inflation because they don't have access to the capital as fast. They're saving their money in US dollars, which are being deflated every single year. So if you save 100 bucks, next year it's worth $97. The year after that is worth $94. The year after that is worth around $90. After 10 years, it's worth $70. So you continue to save, 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 while the government continues to print, 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 and your savings becomes worth less every single year. Whereas the rich person takes out the loan for $100,000, and his payment on the real number of his payment continues to go down with inflation-adjusted dollars over the course of that 30-year period. So it benefits that person to take out more and more loans. It's like the rich dad, poor dad idea. Use other people's money because you benefit from the inflation because of that over time. Rather than using your own money. Save, save, save. Well, that savings is inflated away over time. So it's a benefit. I mean, but that's how the rich are getting richer. And and then if you look at the way that the world is today, the way that America is today... You're looking at businesses that are using very cheap money, like Google and Apple. They're using very cheap money to do stock buybacks. They're taking out the loans to buy, they're taking out basically bonds in order to buy back their stock. That inflates the value of their stock prices over time because there's less stock out there in that company. There's less public, publicly traded stocks out there in that company. So the value of that company will go up because of that. But they're taking those, those bonds out because they're able to get it at such a cheap rate. Why wouldn't they? But they have the first access to that newly printed money. So the rich continue to get richer. And there are free trade things that go on. You have 
um, that shows some of the reason why some of the rich get richer as well. For example, when you go from having 300 million people to 7 billion people to sell to, then you're going to have you're, you're going to have exponential growth within your business as long as it's done in a way that does not use cronyism. I'm okay with that. But it's when cronyism creeps in, that's where the challenges arise with any libertarian and the Bernie Sanders out there as well. They should feel that way. But he needs to stop. What Bernie Sanders needs to do is he needs to stop just diagnosing the problem and then saying the government is the solution to that fix. The government's going to fix it. Because I don't think that the government is the one that can fix it. It's a government-induced problems a lot of times with the way that the monetary system is. With the printing of money. With the out-of-control spending. That causes the inflation that we have, which erodes the savings of the poor, so they do get poorer in that sense. And the rich do get richer because they have the first access to that capital. So guys, I hope that made a little bit of sense to you. I tried to explain it the best that I can. I'm not the expert in monetary policy by any means. There's places that you can go like Mises.org that can show you a lot of that stuff. I'm just explaining it in layman's terms, I guess. If you have questions, though, you can always email me, ray at iontheempire.com, and see if I, and I'll try my best to answer those questions. I do a little bit of studying here and there on this stuff, uh, but like I said, I'm not an expert. My name's not uh, Tom Woods. My, you know, like those are people that seem like they're more experts on this stuff as well. But it really blew me away when uh, Bernie Sanders says, when the rich start getting poorer, because I think that it is not a benefit to you or I if the rich start getting poorer and stop investing their money. Printing money does not create wealth. And I don't know, I don't care how much money you have, how many paper dollar bills you have. If there's nobody supplying the corn, then you're not going to eat. And that's the, that's a fact, Jack. So um, you need the people out there making capital investments in production. You need the farmer out there making capital produ- investments in his production process in order to get corn at a cheaper rate all the time. Or they're actually willing to invest in that corn in order to plant the crops in the first place. Same thing with mining. You need the people to make those capital investments in mining equipment to go out in there and mine for more minerals and stuff. Because as soon as those people go away, I don't care how many dollar bills you have, you're not going to be able to buy a car if no one's producing the cars. And you're not going to buy a car if no one's producing the metal to put in those cars. No matter how many dollar bills you have. So you need that production. You need the wealthy people that are going to invest their money in those things. They're a necessary part of the economy. What you need to stop is the cronyism that these people continue to push. And that's where that's where libertarians can agree with Bernie Sanders. But he does not think that that is the problem. It doesn't seem like to me. He just thinks that the government should confiscate these people's wealth and redistribute to other people. It's as easy as that. But there will be negative externalities that come from that, guys. Uh, but hey, guys, I appreciate you listening. This is your Tuesday show, um, and this is Ion 2020. Please go ahead and subscribe to the show if you can, and then go ahead and uh, give me a five-star rating and review also. If you would like to, you can go to anchor.fm 
slash ion2020 and there you can support the show as well you could also send me a voice message and voice messages if you spent if you take about a minute or so tell me about something that you're doing in the libertarian movement i will play that as the last minute of my show every time i get one of those all right so go ahead and do that and then come on back tomorrow and you'll have clear vision for 2020